Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe Do You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today's episode is a story of high strangeness. Stories of high strangeness. Yeah, because we got more than one. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, I guess let's jump into this. So okay. this is uh, from Reddit. And this is by Blue Jean Gray. Uh, and it's called Shadow Spiders, Astral Spiders. Can you explain what I saw? And there's a TLDR, but I'll read that at the end. Okay. Because then it kind of like kills the... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't, don't do I, that. I experienced something this week that I don't understand, and I think this is the community to gather more uh, more knowledge. Hopefully you believe me, and we can talk about this. I'm I'm being honest. I don't know if you have to say you're being honest. Are you really being honest? I swear I'm not lying. It sounds like a lie, but I swear I'm not lying. <laughs> Only jokes, guys. Uh, many people have heard of Shadow People and the Hat Man. I don't understand them fully, but I've heard of the concept. When I was in my bedroom, I looked up in the corner of my room directly in front of me and saw this thing that looked like a gray koosh ball. Do you know what a koosh no ball idea. is? It's a 90s not thing. Let me describe it to you. Should I just Google it? Or I mean, describe I mean, it to our listeners. You, you, okay, so I don't. You're gonna remember once I describe it to you. Uh, it's oh, those like balls with the little like yes. hair things. Oh my it's god! Like, yeah, hairs, like <laughs> rubbery, like hairs. Yeah, so. that's hilarious. I yeah. didn't know they even had a name. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so yeah, they say and saw this thing that looked like a gray koosh ball, and then they said, "Remember those from the '90s." I immediately recognized it as a spider and it freaked me the heck out and I screamed. Its legs were in crawling motion, in a crawling motion. I've been deathly afraid of spiders my entire life and jumped out of bed after screaming, holy shit, with fright. And then half a second went by and I made a confused face and I said, wait. I stood up out of my bed and walked around it 90 degrees. It was still in the air, floating and moving its legs like it was crawling. It looked like it was made out of smoke, but a substance thicker than smoke. The legs continued to move in a crawling motion, but the thing remained exactly where it was. And then it slowly faded away. Now, I've seen a shadow person before floating above my bed when I woke up from a nightmare. I've had ET slash UFO close encounters. I've encountered demonic entities before, but I had no context for what I had just witnessed. So when I saw it, I thought it was a demonic entity or some other ill-intentioned being playing a trick on me because I'm afraid of spiders. I didn't really think anything of it. Then later, I was watching an interview with this guy who talks about the paranormal named Jerry Marzinski. He's one, oh, they put here's one, here's another, where he and Michelle DeVries, a woman getting her degree in metaphysical science, specifically discusses shadow people. She brought up the topic of shadow slash astral spiders and my jaw dropped. I think this is exactly what she was talking about. Thoughts. Maybe J.K. Rowling's Dementors are based on the phenomenon of shadow people. My triophobia is related to this because of the visual setup of spiders. Do not Google image search this unless you do not have a fear (laughs) of things that look like holes. I'm not even going to post the hyperlink. I really hope someone has some information about this. Most people, most posts about astral spiders are these, the same thing, are from a couple years ago. Thanks for listening. And then their TLDR was, which it wasn't really that long. 
I saw a smoky shadow that looked like a big-ass tarantula with more legs floating near my ceiling, and I think it's what people call a shadow or astral spider, and was wondering if anyone else has experienced it as well. That is the first time I've ever heard of that. Astral spider, yeah, I'd never heard of that either. And somebody said, I feel like I saw this once and brushed it off as just being tired seeing things. It was crawling on my bedroom door. I've never heard of astral spiders before, but need to look it up. Glad I'm not the yeah. only one. Interesting phenomenon. Hmm. Do I want to Google it? <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. I mean, I probably will. But yeah, that was the first time I'd ever heard of that. I mean, I don't think I would like anything. Not that I hate spiders, but like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like super. I guess once they get into tarantula size, that's when I kind of draw the line. I just, yeah, I'd rather not them be in my house. Yeah. But I will safely escort them out. Yeah. Unless it's, well, no, see, and I was going to say unless it's a tarantula, then it has to die. But then, no, because then the thing that I hate more than bugs is bug guts. And then, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can't even imagine. <gasps> Can you imagine smashing the tarantula and then a whole bunch of babies just pop out and run? Oh around? no! You just give That's me the like... willies, dude. <laughs> that would be awful. That is why I wouldn't want to smush a spider. Carlos did that once. He Not smashed a tarantula. it. Oh, Not and a the babies came out. Just... Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty awful. That's... For him, I wasn't there to. Oh, he's he's and he's the one of the fear of spiders. Same man so that, that flushed a squirrel down a I don't know. toilet. Toilet. Yes, guys, that actually happened. Dead squirrel. But we, well, hopefully. Yes. Because if it wasn't, then it definitely died when it finally got stuck in the pipes for two weeks. Oh, geez. Well, yeah. Dead, dead. <laughs> also, we don't know how it got there. We think it came up through the pipes, but there's literally no other way it could have. But then supposedly that's not possible either, so. Maybe it was a ghost. Um, yeah, mine. Uh, my story today has to do with black-eyed kids. Nice. I feel like I have a nice little trio. I got, I got black-eyed kids. I got an alien, and I got a um, demon. I actually got two alien ones. Oh, sweet! Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought I was being. I was like, oh, I haven't done aliens in a while. Look at you. I did it for you. Thanks. I did the Black Eyed Kids one for you. Nice. I was actually thinking about Black Eyed Kids because I was looking at our, well, not like thinking about them, but I was looking at our cover photo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't invite them. No. Uh, Uh, I saw, or I was looking at our cover photo and was just like, damn, dude, that's that's creepy. I did such a good job. Yeah. No, and then because I was watching a video on TikTok. I mean, I'm sure it's fucking staged, right? But uh, like it was supposedly the dog was barking at the sliding glass door or something in the back. And then Uh it would like you just see two hands and literally just see two hands like, can you hear that? They're like tapping? Yeah, doing that on the glass sliding door. And the guy's like filming. He's like, you got to like, you got to get out of here. You can't be here, blah, blah, blah. And then like he goes like a certain angle. And then I don't know if he turns on a light or if he zooms, like if he like puts the camera closer and the hands just kind of like disappear and you don't see anything there. Like you, it's just, it's uh, empty, but you I'm can ready. still hear the, like the banging. Uh-huh. And then this guy fucking opens the door and like peeks out and is just like, I forgot what he says, but 
I was like, that's the last thing you want to fucking no, do. No. Right? Or it's open at least, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wouldn't fucking open the door. No, I would call the cops first, make sure yeah. they did a full fucking Search walk of the house. around before. Yeah. yeah, I came out. That's terrifying. Um, so is this kind of, I think. Um, but yeah, it's bla- it's called Black Eyed Kid and it's by Swamp underscore Puppy. This is, this is not my story, but a story from a friend's great-grandfather. I've gotten permission to tell the story on here. This story takes place during the late summer in the 1960s in Osceola, Iowa, which was a very small farming community. My friend's great-grandfather, Bob, owned a farm out there. He had acres of corn, wheat, and potatoes, etc., but corn was his main crop, so he had a huge cornfield. Children of the corn. Oh, That's already, already a bad... Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Um, it was around 2 a.m. Other bad vibe. And sorry, it was around 2 a.m. and his grandfather couldn't get to sleep. So he went outside to get some fresh air. When outside, he noticed something that looked like a child walking around in the cornfields. And let me guess, this guy's going to walk out to the cornfields again. Last thing I would fucking do, dude. Oh, uh, uh. All right, all right. So go, Bob go. ran back inside. Yeah, smart man. Got his shotgun. And grabbed his double barrel shotgun. Of course. And walked the farm. Or, uh, sorry. And and woke the farmhand for backup. That's how you do it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You got to get a second pair of eyes. Because if it is some kind of ghost, they, they need to be able to see it too. Dude, because well, like, what I'm imagining is like this man steps out onto his porch, right, to get some fresh air, and he just kind of like sees a kid standing, staring at him from the edge of the cornfield, and then like just turns around and like steps into the cornfield and disappears, and you just see the corn that stalks would, moving like that. No, I would hate that. Uh, they combed through the cornfield in attempts to find whatever was running around out there. After a while, they still couldn't find anything, so Bob told the farmhand to go back inside the house while he stayed on the porch to watch his cornfield. Then he looks at the gravel road between his yard and the fence line that led to the cornfield, and standing on the road was a little girl around six years old or so, and she was wearing a white dress that made her look like she had just gotten out of church. Bob thought that his mind must have been playing tricks on him, so he tried to lay down on the couch to rest, but also still but also still stay somewhat alert. However, not even a minute after he lay down, he heard a knock on the screen door. Fuck that. Oh, dude. And the thing is, like, it's the 1960s. There's no AC. So you know that fucking door is just a screen door, like, with a little latch hook, like keeping it closed and they probably have windows fucking open i mean they still need to be invited in though so as long as he doesn't do that right but still i mean like that's just a creepy vibe yeah 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 yeah, for sure no i get you uh he walked up to the door and slightly cracked the main door Mm. open he sees a little girl and asks may i help you little girl said mister i'm lost and i don't know where my parents are can i come inside the house and use your telephone you can use this double barrel shotgun. Oh my god. Bob felt uneasy and told her that he could get her a glass of water and that he could call her parents for her if she gave him the number, but he didn't feel comfortable letting her inside. He felt something off about this little girl. However, the little girl insisted to be the one to call and talk to them. Mm. And Bob said, young lady, it's two in the morning and I don't feel comfortable letting a, letting a stranger into the house, little girl or not. Smart man. The little girl started to get agitated and said, I'm not leaving until you let me use your phone. 
That's a hard no. That's where you bust out the shotgun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Startled, Bob told the little girl that he was going to call the police to come pick her up so they can keep her safe and find her parents. He closed the door to go and call the police, and he heard... And he heard someone punch the door like a grown man. Fuck that. He walked back to the cracked door, opened it again. But when he looked, he realized that it was the little girl that had punched the door. Fuck. Or like a grown man. But when he looked at her this time, she didn't have any eyes. Instead, she had pitch black orbs instead of eyes. And she said in a deep voice, let me in, of course. Let me in. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Oh, uh, dude, I was so in my story that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I had to do it. Are you though? Are uh, you? Not. I mean, after that reaction, not really. Oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry to whoever he scares while listening to this because I was not ready for it. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Should give a disclaimer to crank up your headphone volume. Seriously. Watch. And I'm gonna completely forget when I have to edit this and I'm gonna get scared again. I'm gonna be by myself at home with my headphones on and just lose my shit. Oh my god. I swear. <laughs> you just make it worse. Like it's not scary and then you just make it worse. Well, I mean Whatever. Alright. So Bob grabbed his shotgun and pointed it at the little girl and told her no and to go away. After this, the little girl looks right into the barrel and then back up at Bob, smiled smugly at him and giggled. And oh, then she ran- dude. <laughs> and then she ran back into the cornfield and disappeared. She giggled? She giggled. Dude. <sighs> that, was, that was a good one, right? Yeah, dude, like when Bob, I thought Bob smiled and I was like, Bob, yeah. you don't want to smile, bro, because now this little yeah. girl's going to end up right behind you and you're going to be dead. It's pretty much. But then like yeah. she smiles, giggles and runs off. So that's like even worse. Yeah. After sounding like the way you just Did. Uh, terrified me with. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, no, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. Let's be real. (laughs) I I wasn't expecting you to get, like, I didn't even think it was that loud. In my headphones? Yes. It's, it was fucking loud. I need, I want to go back now and, like, listen to the, or see the video to see if I, like, my face did anything. Because I'm like right here, like so into it. And I was like, no. <laughs> uh, uncomfortable. Oh, man. All right. I needed turn. that. Whatever. <laughs> All right. This next one is an alien one. And like I said, I got I got these for you. So see, I, I was You're gonna thinking have of you. Three back-to-back alien stories, guys. Sorry. Sweet. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I mean, we don't really do. Well, we do more like ghost stories than alien stories. So, And then with yeah. the... We're doing a current event episode, hopefully soon, and that's got some alien stuff in it, so it's going to be interesting. (laughs) All right. Let's go. So this is from Reddit, uh, Big Strong Caveman. Keep my comments to myself. (laughs) A dream I had as a kid that has always bothered me. When I was six or seven, I had a 
dream that I still remember uh, clearly remember to this day. I say dream because I've never experienced a dream like this before. The first thing I saw were large green vats with anthropomorphic beings inside, and I felt as if I wasn't supposed to be there, like I was waking up mid-surgery or something. The things in the vats do not look human. They were long and lanky with big heads and giant black eyes that didn't close. They looked almost exactly like the stereotypical alien, but more insect-like. The eyes had a texture that reminded me of dragonfly eyes, and their skin was like the pale underside of a cockroach. Ew. Then I felt this feeling of falling slash warping, like every atom inside of me was being twisted and thrown around this tunnel of light. When I exited this tunnel, I found myself in what looked like an elaborate kid's room, like a play place on steroids. I was conscious and remember, and remember seeing other kids who were just as confused and drowsy as I was. After stumbling around a bit, I felt that warping feeling again and woke up in a cold sweat. I was totally freaked out and never experienced anything like that since. I don't think I was abducted or anything, but... I don't know, dude. It kind of sounds like you were. Yeah, right. I don't think I was abducted or anything, but it was definitely one of the strangest experiences of my life. Yeah, it definitely sounds like they were abducted. Uh, He was abducted. Also, I want... Who did we talk to? I don't know if you remember. I know we talked to somebody who also mentioned, like, a playroom with, like, advanced toys. Do you remember? One of our guests... But I don't remember who it was. I don't know. Like, it's hard because I feel like th- that kind of also blurs with, like, certain movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, Stranger Things, it's kind of similar to that where they have all the kids in, like, a play area. But I, I feel like <sighs> I one of know. our guests talked about it that uh, – or unless we read it on a Stories of High Strangeness. But I feel like somebody talked to us about being in a room – like a playroom with kids and these kids had like they had toys they were playing with toys but they were playing the toys were like advanced yeah. advanced that's so- it sounds familiar as well i just i yeah part of me almost feels like it was a high strangeness because mm-hmm. i feel like we were saying it not listening to it but okay. i could be wrong I, yeah. I wouldn't even know what episode or what yeah no i like i said i just when I was reading that, I was like, this sounds familiar. Like, I know I've, but the thing is, that in this one, it's, he's saying that the other kids looked terrified or scared as well. Mm-hmm. Where in that other one, They're the like kids were all, it. like, they were playing. It Or, like, not playing, like, with each other, but they were playing on, with these toys. Mm-hmm. Like, they were used to it and, mm-hmm. like. They weren't phased by it versus yeah. these kids probably got plucked from their beds and are like, where the fuck am I right yeah, now? Yeah, kind of like him, like what he yeah. was experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was interesting. Um, that's that's part of the reason why I chose it was because I read that part. And I was like, oh, wow. This sounds, sounds like familiar. super familiar. It, like, I, and I know it wasn't this. Yeah. It's just, it sounds like something we've heard or someone we've spoken to has mentioned it's, before. I, I think that's kind of like a one not i don't want to say reoccurring but uh, a theme i guess mm-hmm. that pops up a lot is you know other kids being there and or mm, no i was thinking it was the one where the little girl like screams and they always find the family 
Do you remember? And then they're like running in the field, like from their house. Mm-hmm. And she screams and like her brother and sister like hate her for always. Yeah. yeah. They always I got remember. Yeah. I remember. One? I don't know. I don't remember. Like I remember that story, but I just don't remember the details enough to remember if that was part of the story. Mm. I don't remember. Because they all but, ended up at the end with like scars on the same, or like I don't remember. they ended something. up with something similar, or like all had markings or some, something. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. It might be, could be. I would have. We would have to like try and find that episode to get. Yeah. I just don't remember which episode that would be. Wouldn't even know where to look. Mm-mm. Um. Well, I got another alien encounter story for you. Um. This one's by Impossible-Coconut-5. Did I meet one or was it just a dream? I've struggled with the idea of sharing my experience, mostly because I don't know if it actually happened or if it was just a dream. One night in this summer when I was about 10 or 11, I was awake in the middle of the night and could hear the horses running around the pastures as if someone something had happened. I decided to get up and go check on things. At the time, my family had a massive old barn, and we lived in the middle of nowhere. I walked through the door of the barn and found a very large man, quote in quotes, as white as snow, ugh, climbing into the hayloft. I remember being startled, but not scared. He turned around and looked at me and slowly, slowly lowered himself back down. Mm. <laughs> Can you like see it all playing out in your head? Yeah. He took a few steps towards me before he knelt down and put out his hand. Like, would you like, like you would do with a straight animal? Like, come on, like, come, mm-hmm. come close. Like, let me pet you. Ugh. Uh, as I looked at him, I felt like he looked sad and tired and not at all like he would do me any harm. I decided to take his hand. Ugh, no. And walk him towards our kids' hangout space, in quotes, which was just a space in the barn where we had some old couches, a few toys, and a radio. As soon as he saw the radio, he became more animated, ran towards it, and started messing around with it. What? That went on for a bit, and I kept asking him what he needed the radio for. He never said a word, not one word. I thought he was going to say E.T. phone home or some shit. All right. (laughs) Not one word. Uh, He wouldn't give me a name, so I started calling him radio. After some time, he set the radio down and sat down on the couch. I brought over my favorite horse book and started thumbing through the pages, showing him all of my favorite horse breeds. Eventually, he took the book from me and closed it as if to say, I'm done. I got up to put the book away, and he laid down on the couch. I remember him being so large that his head was on the armrest while his legs hung over the other armrest. He was a giant, pure white. So his eyes were jet black, but they weren't huge or angular. If anything, they were slanted downwards and were beady. After he fell asleep, I decided to go back into the house and go to bed, but I put a blanket over him before I went in. I woke up in the morning, and the whole experience came flooding back to me. My feet were dirty as if I had been outside during the night. I grabbed some snacks and ran out to the barn. I ran to our hangout space and found everything as I would have expected it. The blanket was on the floor, the book was sitting on the table, and the radio was out of place. But he was gone. It's important to know that I had a habit of sleepwalking at this time, so it is possible that this is all just a dream. At first, I thought he was just a very, very, very strange person, and I hoped he he found safety. 
The memory never left me, and by the time I was a teen, I had decided that I jumped the whole thing and let it go. Then Prometheus. Ooh, that's kind of what mm. I was envisioning. Then Prometheus came out, and I agreed to go see it with friends. When the tall white alien came on the screen, I nearly jumped out of my seat. I bet. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't an exact likeness, but it was like seeing Very a ghost. Similar. Yeah. At the time, I knew absolutely nothing about aliens, and the only one I had ever heard of was the classic Little Green Men. Nonetheless, I forced myself to let it go and move on. That memory could not be real, so I must have jumped it. As time passed, I started wondering if I could have imagined it or imagined a being that I had never heard of. Could that really have happened? Could radio be real? Has anyone else had an experience like this? And, uh, yeah, I mean, people were like, was it human? Like, are you certain it wasn't human? And he's like, I wonder that, you know, myself. But no, I don't think he was. That He was nearly like nine or ten feet. And I mean, yeah, he, it goes on. But someone's like, I really hope it was a dream because the thought of a creature alone in a different world with no one breaks my heart. <laughs> I <feel bad laughs> for the creature. There's always somebody. I know, yeah. I mean, but yeah, like, can you imagine being on, like, essentially an alien planet and being, like, lonely when like you can't? Yeah. yeah, that would suck. And you make friends but, with a child. Yeah. Then you have to run away for the rest of your life because you don't know if everybody else is going to want to kill you. Yeah. Um, okay. But don't, are, like, don't they also associate a lot of times, like, sleepwalkers with um, abductees? Isn't that like a would, thing too? Probably. No? I mean, that I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think that would kind of make sense. Because um, like you're, yeah, dreaming, but then like walking. So yeah, like he said, like his feet or they, their feet were all dirty mm-hmm. in the morning. So clearly they were outside. But like, so yeah, he could have been just sleepwalking and dreaming the whole thing. But yeah, I don't know if that is also. Oh, I know what you're thinking about. About how they end up outside in the yard randomly. Mm-hmm. Like that's where they wake up. Yeah. Yes. That is the thing. So maybe like all these times that they thought that they were sleepwalking, it was that they were being abducted. Yeah. And maybe. like placed out in the field or something. And they're like, Oh, and then they just walked back to their room. Yeah. We can maybe. see that. I feel like you're going to like this next one too. Oh, cause I thought of you and like at a certain point, not the whole thing, because you don't do DMT. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least not that I know. Uh, cheesy pizza. There was one. Oh, yeah. The last one, the one with the caveman, when I was like reading it, it had just been posted a minute prior. Oh. But this one was from a day ago. It says, hey, everyone, looking for some input on my experience from 2019. Hey, hey, everyone. Firstly, I want to thank you all for coming together to discuss this topic at hand and for that even and f- for there even being an online community where I can discuss my experiences. Try, uh, truly, I am grateful. So many. So anyway, I was researching UFO slash abductions today, and this led me to the whole owl phenomenon. Mm. That's where I thought of you. <laughs> I just came across this and wanted to add my personal experience to see what you guys think. This is based off a psychedelic experience on DMT I had in 2019. My first break, major breakthrough on DMT, once your consciousness seems to shoot out of your head and into the cosmos, 
with my eyes closed, staring into blackness. Suddenly, a purple triangle with rounded edges appeared before me. This suddenly grew depth, and I realized it was a portal. Suddenly, three humanoid figures approached me out of the portal. When I took time to try to identify their faces, the best I could describe it was that they looked like barn owls. So, like lechuzas, like mm-hmm. uh, Hedwig. One of them in front of the other, two bent down f- with his knees and tilted his head, his head to observe me. I got this feeling that they were saying, where are you going? If you're about to try and go on this journey of exploration and wisdom, then you need to be prepared for major changes to come. I know this part sounds insane, but they didn't use language to convey this message. It was sort of an intuitive feeling or thought. They never do. It reassured me I would not be harmed at all, and they were just there to be intermediaries, so to speak. The next day, I sort of reflected and had this feeling that there would be three major life-changing events for me that would lead me to whatever my personal truth was. That same morning, I noticed a customer at my job with a Temple Owls or some college shirt on. And that same very afternoon, someone at my job was giving away old clothing. And of course, the one shirt they handed me was a fucking owl on it. Some like motorcycle club or something. I don't know. But the odd thing, and of course, nobody will believe me unless they personally knew me here. But the three major life-changing events I felt came to be and have been concluding this past year. People dying, relationships ending, job change to be exact. And after experiencing all of these events, I have indeed gained wisdom, insight, and peace. The very things I guess I was subconsciously trying to find through the drug experience. I don't know, but it's fucking weird. Now I know we still don't know what the DMT realm is, but these entities felt real to me. And I can't deny whatever strange association with owls this experience did to me. Now birds in general seem to be a symbolic messenger, uh, seem to be symbolic messengers in my life. I am very spiritual, so go with it. The fact that that three was symbolic there in several instances, three entities, three major life shifts, three years, well, four-ish if we count 2023, but Mm -hmm. is interesting to me. I just was caught up to speed on how there are usually three abductors during my experiences, and I find it interesting in my case, almost like I interpreted something. I don't know. Anyways, DMT is fun, y'all. Edit. <laughs> Paragraph formatting, making my OCD nuts. Oh. And Paragraph then, formatting? Yeah. Then uh, somebody said, I know this part sounds insane. Oh, they were just quoting them. They said, uh, and then they said, they all speak telepathically over in the spirit world. So that's not unusual. These entities felt real to me. They are real. You just forgot what the real reality is like when you came here. Your consciousness seems to shoot out of your head and into the cosmos. As long as you've, you've shot out and left your body like this, you can pretty much be sure they were real entities you encountered. The appearance doesn't really matter because most of them are fluid and shift and change or appear as they please. It's the interactions as interactions or messages that count. Mm-hmm. Damn. Got to find me some DMT. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But I, I have heard or because he says like the DMT realm or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily DMT or like mushrooms I think mushrooms, not DMT, uh, that p- 
people like will see the same creatures or like entities like um like a man with like fucking deer antlers and stuff i mean there's there's different ones or whatever but sweet all these people right yeah oh so cute i love it have you did you watch season two yeah that's cute okay but well yes that like stuff like that like there's certain creatures that if you trip on mushrooms like not just one person but many people have seen it and people who don't know each other or who aren't tripping you know together at the same time so it's like is this another like dimension or realm or you know the mushroom realm like what the fuck's happening but i thought, I thought that was fascinating and yeah him saying dmt realm I'm like i wonder what kind of creatures are there oh. yeah i'd be down <laughs> to eventually try something it'd be fun I mean, i'm sure or maybe not. Maybe I get all paranoid. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, yeah. Well, Carlos's friend. What did, I think he said mushrooms. So he just like tripping on mushrooms or whatever. But he, this dude's like a caveman. Like he is a mountain man. I should say, not a caveman. I was gonna say like super like, jacked. Oh well, he is. He's he's just like a big dude. Like, he knows Carlos from college, and he was like in mm. not like look um, rugby. Like, oh rugby so i mean there's, he's a, he's a big dude and has the beard and he just like looks like or like rugged mountain man and he's such a teddy bear which is like makes it all better but anyway he was talking about this one time he was tripping on mushrooms and he laid under a bunch of um i think joshua trees mm-hmm. i could be totally wrong but trees that are like connected mm-hmm. their roots are connected have you ever heard of those no uh, i mean i've I, heard of joshua trees yeah but, but now I, I don't, don't know. I could I could be mixing these two things or like what type of tree it is, but but it's basically like they don't just grow from like a seed, they literally grow from another tree. So they all grow mm. next to each other. So if there's one, like you have the mother tree essentially, and then all the seedlings like will grow around it and they'll create whole forests, but just from like this one tree. Um so he was kind of in a patch of trees, like those types of trees. And just like lay down on the floor and he's like, dude, I could see how they were all connected, like the roots and in the grounds, like that's how high I guess he was. But also, um, yeah, that he could see how all the trees were connected and then that he could see how we all are like one and connected. He just like went way high thoughts. It was very fascinating. That's like some very uh, AWA shit, like um, uh, Avatar. Cause you know how like everything in Avatar oh, yeah, is yeah. connected and like they're all connected, like all the trees are connected to like this one main tree and everything is yeah. all around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what he was. He's like, but I saw it. Like, I, I know this like as just like facts, right? Like these, mm-hmm. that's how these trees grow. But he's like, but I could see like, yeah, the root system underground and see how that we were all connected as one. And I don't know what. And I told Carlos, I was like, this is my new favorite friend of yours. <laughs> like, he, like, legit, like, I don't like talking to strangers, and I'm always very quiet, but this dude, like, he hit everything, all the topics that I love, like, and 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 my favorite thing was, like, <clears throat> you know, when you first meet someone, you like, oh, well, how weird can I get? Like, probably not very. He didn't give a fuck. He was just out there with his thoughts that, like, I was eating that shit up, because I'm like, yes, these are the types of conversations I like to have. Yeah. But like I felt like Carlos was the it was like the odd man out, I guess, of like, uh, what is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> um, but yeah, you go back to Colorado. Um, yeah. I tried looking it up, but like not nothing like I 
tried Googling what trees connect and grow from each other, like, uh-huh. but nothing popped up. And the only thing that came up when I put Joshua trees is that they put out such deep, like, or like deep and dense roots that usually they'll kill other plants around them because uh-huh. their root system is so like strong or whatever. Uh, this next one is, I don't know, like a demon story. Like it's just, it's just weird. But um, this is by Samus Maximus Forty Two. I don't know. Uh, it's titled "Weird Ass Story." My coworker told me. So at work today, my coworker and I, we'll call him Joey, we're talking about paranormal stuff we've experienced. I told him my many but minor occurrences, and he says he's going to tell me the craziest thing that's ever happened to him. He's like, I'm, or he says, I'm going to type most of this out from his point of view, as I think it'll be less confusing. This is not word for word. It's just the best I can remember. So this is Joey's story. Joey. So this one time, I was hanging out with my buddy Aaron. We went to smoke weed out by the lake. I was going to... I forgot I was going to preface this with people were getting high, but just wait for the story to unfold, I guess. Um, We went to smoke weed out by the lake. We're in my car and we each take a hit off the joint. I try to pass it back to him, but he's just staring straight ahead and being like perfectly still. I say, hey, and he turns his head towards me. His face is strange. Like I can see his bones protruding and Mm. his skin... (laughs) His skin is dark, like gray, almost black. It's just weird as fuck. I really didn't think much of it because we had did acid the day before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how acid works, but I guess it can linger. Uh, I say, dude, you okay, bro? And he starts shaking like he's having a seizure. The car door opens and he falls out. I get out of the car and walk around on his side and I reach out and touch him. and And it's like he just woke up. He's like, what happened? Where am I? I don't really think much about this again because I really thought I might still be feeling the acid from the day before. A year passes. Uh, Aaron is doing drugs like crazy ever since the, ever since an overdoses, dies at the scene. First responders manage to resuscitate him. And Joey says that a few weeks after the overdose, Aaron calls him and asks if he wants to hang out. And Joey agrees. So I go over to this dude's house. He's acting weird right off the bat, like really weird. I finally say, hey, I know what happened. We live in a small town. If you need to talk, we can talk. He says, I do need to talk to you. There's a reason I asked you over. He proce- he proceeds to pull out a folded up piece of paper. He says that on the day he died and was brought back, he found this letter in his pocket. It wasn't there before the OD, but it was there after. I unfold the paper and it's in this language I can't read. It looks like it's written in blood. Hmm. What? He he lets me take the letter with me. Um, I don't know what to think of the letter, but this guy I work with, Big Mike, he's older than me and, <laughs> and gives me advice. I decide I'm going to tell him about this letter. And I've been thinking about how to tell the story for days. And I go into work, walk up to him. He says, I need to tell you something too. Like he knows somehow I've been planning this. I say, you go ahead because mine is crazy and you won't believe it anyway. And he proceeds to tell me this. This is Big Mike. About 20 years ago, my mother passed away. I was with her when it happened. When she died, an angel, or whatever you call it, appeared before me and and showed me things. 
visions, I guess. But he showed me you, Joey. You were with someone who bears the name of your brother. Joey's brother's name is Aaron. You were near a body of water. You were in a car. Your friend turned your head to you, and it was the face of the devil. He falls out of the car, and you go around the car. Your hand glows white with light. You touch your friend, and the evil leaves him. But not permanently. I always said I thought I knew you from somewhere. Now I know. I didn't mm. remember any of this for 20 years until this morning. Ooh. Wow. Joey says he alerted his pastor to to the letter and the entire story afterwards. The incident at the lake, the overdose, the letter, the things Big Mike said. The pastor was alarmed at all of this and sends the letter away to, to be translated. A letter gets translated. The letter speaks of struggles between the light and the dark. Joey and Aaron are named specifically in the letter. The pastor decides an ex exorcism for Aaron is necessary, and Aaron apparently learns of the plan and skips out of state for months. Since this was a private affair handled by local clergy, basically when the dude skipped town, it all got dropped and forgotten. Apparently, the guy came back to town later, and Joey is still apparently friends with Aaron to this day. Not like they still hang out, but he sees him around and still considers him a friend. I was like, what? Is he still possessed? He says, dude, I don't know. If the story is true, it doesn't feel over. He told me he never went back to the church or anything after this. It made him question reality. How could someone start telling him a story he never told anyone? It's an outlandish story, but who the hell would make this up unless they were writing a damn novel? I know Joey. He's a stoner. He's got a weird past, but he's not a liar from what I know. And he doesn't seem, honestly, creative enough to make that up. <laughs> <It's fucked> up <laughs> yeah, super. <laughs> but that's my highlight for work today. Um, but yeah, some people were saying that maybe it was written in Aramaic mm. or Latin. Yeah. And Aramaic is like, I think, what language the Bible Jesus spoke yeah. originally was written in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, people were like, yeah, the story, if Joey is the way that you say he is, like the story is way too convoluted and complex for even your average stoner kid to make up. Um, but it yeah, would make a pretty dope movie, though. Yeah. Or like a part of a movie. An episode on... Uh, oh, there you go. Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they <clears throat> still had it, that would be a good episode. That's now they crazy. have the uh, Winchesters now. Oh, yeah, that's true. I haven't watched it. Is it out yet? Uh, it's been out, dude. I think it, oh, really? if it's not already done with the first season, yeah. Whoops. I, that's supposed to be like their father or something, right? Yeah, their father and mother. I don't remember. I just Pretty remember sure. it was like, it's a prequel to Supernatural. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Dude, it's so crazy that that show, like, I remember, because I remember um, the brother, not the one with the long hair, the other one. Dean? Dean, yeah. He used to be, he used to come out in Smallville, but, like, not as a super, he's, like, he was a character in Smallville. Mm. And I used to, like, watch Smallville all the time. And, uh, yeah. And so I remember seeing him. <clears throat> and then I don't, I don't remember if they killed him off or he, he became a bad guy and they got like something happened where he didn't come out on the like he was only on for like a season because uh, I think he was like the love interest for Lana. Anyway, <clears throat> after that is when they made Supernatural. Like, mm. uh, I don't know if it was, they made it specifically for him because they liked him in Smallville and they wanted him to have his own show. But they literally mm -hmm. made the the like he that came after Smallville mm -hmm. and that shit 
blew up, dude. Oh, hell yeah, Super dude. They have a cult I never following. seen it. You haven't? No, I've never seen it. But that shit was it like 19 seasons or something. Yeah, something something crazy like that. Yeah, because I remember when Carlos and I started dating. I, I don't think he had seen it, but all of a sudden he would because he always has shit playing on the TV, mm-hmm. and I would like kind of sporadically watch it, and then he's like, "I actually think that you would like it." This was like early us dating because. This is when I finally started to say, like, I love spooky stuff. And then so then he was like, oh, I think you would like it. And I, like, sat down and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's this, you know, cryptid or it's, like, that storyline of, like, this haunting or, like, whatever it may be. Like, I was able to I, – I knew what they were talking about because it's all shit that I listen to, like, in podcasts and, like, watch on TV and, you know, whatnot. Yeah. I think now that I know, like, since doing this podcast and learning about things, I think I would – appreciate it more appreciate it more yeah Yeah. i don't think i i don't think i did when it first came out that's why i don't think i stuck with it because i started trying to watch the first season but i was like ah this isn't for me and i stopped watching it uh yeah so i think now knowing the stuff that you know after learning the stuff that we've talked about and stuff like that i think um i think i could appreciate it a little bit more so i might give that one a a shot i just gotta figure out where to find it yeah definitely do i yeah, even even if maybe like some of the episodes are like cheesy, or whatever. It, it's the fact that like, like Crowley, like mm-hmm. Alistair Crowley, like that's like a nod to him, and like there's Lilith with like the demon, and like it, all these all these things that yeah, like lore and whatnot that we've, I feel like we've kind of talked about, um, isn't it? And that's kind of what like kept me going too. Um, and then you just get invested in the characters, and, and at, at like. I don't know. After a season, I was like, and I'm hooked and we have to watch every single episode. And <laughs> I was really, we had finally caught up and then it ended up. Yeah. Being like the last season. Yeah. But it was good. I think you'll like it. Cool. Yeah. Cause another one that, um, my buddy, uh, Tito was like, uh, he asked me about Sabrina and he goes, have you seen that? And I'm like, uh, no. And he goes, you haven't seen it. And I was like, no, and he goes, you should watch it. Cause it seems like it'd be something you'd be into. But I just like never saw one? it. Yeah, the new one. Because I th- like you've seen the original, right? Or at least yeah. a few episodes. It's like super yeah. campy. It's like real cheesy. I mean, it's a 90s sitcom. Yeah. I think the Sabrina, the Netflix series, is like a lot darker hmm. than that show. But I, I, I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know how good it was because. But then again, Netflix is real like that. Like, yeah. there's another Sense Eight. I think was another show that people fucking loved. Wasn't it Mindhunter too, or was that someone else? It, I don't know. It mm-hmm. might have been, but I know that Sense Eight was one that like a lot of people were super into, and they really liked it. And that one also, I think, only lasted like two, maybe three seasons, and they canceled mm. it. And people were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. So, yeah. That's. Like- but I might have to. Ch- I might have to check it out. But yeah, I also might need to check out uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Well, alrighty, guys. That was our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Some really good stories. I had one more, but like, I think that was a good one to end on. So I'm not gonna. Don't ruin it. No, that was a really good one. That was a trip. Like I said, that that seems like it could make a pretty decent movie. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedu.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media, so make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. 
There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contactors tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness, and if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us, because we believe. Do you believe?